Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Victoria Christian Reformed Church. Wherever you are this morning, I pray that Christ would meet you and fill you with his peace. There will be a number of back and forth parts to the, this service. Um, some parts where I'm going to read and that I want you to respond. There will also be some songs. And I know that it's hard to kind of speak aloud by yourself in the living room or with your family and sing aloud by yourself, either alone or with your family. But I encourage you to uh, boldly participate wherever you are. Um, a big value of mine is that um, worship is not uh, something we consume, but it's something we participate in. And I know it's hard to uh, keep that in mind while you're watching on YouTube, but worship is something we participate in, not something we consume. So I encourage you to participate along with me in this service today. It's also Mother's Day. And so I wish all the mothers and women in our congregation a very happy Mother's Day. And I pray that God blesses you today. We'll have a moment to pray for mothers and remember them in our service. And uh, that'll happen shortly. Please join me in this opening call to worship. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He did that to make us pure and in and through him, we have access to the Father, and the Father greets you this morning. Receive his greeting. Grace to you and peace to you, beloved. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's sing together.
I'd like to spend some time today uh, praying and just thanking God for our mothers and the role that they have played in our lives. Um, I have a, uh, uh, a, a little poem here uh, written by Amy, Amy Young. It's called The Wide Spectrum of Mothering. And I'd like to begin our prayer by reading this, this, um, this out loud. To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. To those who lost the child this year, we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who, experience, who have experienced loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder than it is. To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who have lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who have aborted children, we remember them and you on this day. To those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life has not turned out the way you longed for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you in these complex, on these complex paths. To those who envision lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have emptier nests in the upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who place children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and re we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. Let's continue to pray. Our Father in heaven, your care is expressed for us in many ways. And today we praise and thank you for the gift of our mothers. In addition to all that's already been expressed, we simply ask that you would anoint and empower the mothers in our community. Give them strength and patience, wisdom and good nights of sleep. And as we remember our mothers today, Lord, we also lift up in prayer all those in our city who are currently working hard to care for us at this time. We pray for the doctors and nurses, the police officers and ambulance drivers and first aid workers. We pray for grocery store employees. We pray that you'd protect them all, Lord. We pray for Dr. Henry, that you would continue to give her wisdom as she leads us, sustain her in this time, we pray. We pray for our political leaders too, for John Horgan and Justin Trudeau. May they and their governments lead wisely at this time with their eyes fixed firmly on what is just and true and not simply on what is popular. We long, Lord, to experience freedom from the tyranny of COVID-19. Push it back, we pray, and empower us, your people, to love boldly 
and to model humility in our relationships with you and one another. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So it's time now to uh, open our Bibles and to hear from God through his word. And I'm just noticing that this Bible here is holding my microphone, so hold on one second. Well, I'm back and I found a Bible. Thankfully, there are still a few left here in church. Um, But the passage I, I wanted to preach on today and share with you is just It's a Bible passage that's been, in a way, haunting me ever since this pandemic began. And since um, we're in between a sermon series right now at Victoria CRC, I thought I'd just take a moment to to preach this passage. It comes from the book of James, chapter 4. The book of James is a very interesting New Testament letter. In many ways, it reads um, like a book of prophecy or a prophetic book from the Old Testament. Like Isaiah, James is um, concerned with righteousness and and right living. Like Amos, um, James calls out the rich and encourages and challenges the church to care for the widow and the orphan. And um, he's just really concerned with right living. Faith without works, James says, is is dead. Uh, Another theme in the book of James is the theme of wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is about uh, uh, living well in the world as God has created it to be. It's living in grain, living in line with the, with the grain of creation, and doing so humility, knowing your role in God's, uh, in God's world. And that will be our theme for today, um, the theme of, of humility, learning to live well in God's world. James chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. I follow along in your Bibles at home. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Dear friends of Jesus Christ, A few days ago, I watched um, a a hilarious video on YouTube. Um, The video featured uh, a woman talking to her future self. So the current version of the woman was in January of 2020, and the future version of the woman was living in April of 2020. So current woman is pre-pandemic. April version of woman is living in the midst of the pandemic. And the the woman from April is there to give advice to the woman from January. But she can't share everything um, because uh, she's worried about the butterfly effect. So she can only give loose details of what the future will hold. Um, So April version of the woman says, Do you want the good news or the bad news first? 
and January version of the woman says, let's start with the good news. Uh, future woman says, well, let's just say that things have never been better for climate change. There are dolphins swimming in the Venice canals. Really? Said the woman from January. I can hardly believe that. I mean, haven't, don't you remember the, uh, all the forest fires in Australia that, I mean, this is shaping up to be the story of the year. It's, it's hard to imagine how things could be better for climate change. And then to that future version of this woman says, oh yeah, those forest fires. Uh, you're going to forget about those forest fires pretty soon. Huh, the woman from January said. How can we forget about that? Um, well, what's the bad news then? Well, said future woman, let's just say that you're going to want to sell all your investments. Just pull out of the market and uh, maybe try investing in Zoom. Have you ever heard about Zoom? It's going to be big. And oh, it, it also might be a good idea to go, out, go and do a big Costco run. Uh, you know, um, stock up on food, that's, that's going to be handy. And do you have any hobbies, things that you can do on your own? You might want to think about that. Oh, maybe, maybe it would be good to get that dog that you've always wanted because uh, going on walks is going to be clutch. To this January woman says, uh, well, I've always, always wanted a dog, but I've never gotten one because, um, well, you know, I travel for work and... And so someone would have to take care of him. And to this, April version of the woman just starts laughing <laughs> about work and travel. It's like, yeah, you're not going to be doing any of that come April. It's a hilarious video. It's way funnier if you actually watch it and not just listen to me retell it. So I'll put a link in the notes underneath and you can watch that on your own time. It's funny because, you know, who would, have, who would have thought what all that has changed from January to April? January version of you has absolutely no clue what April version of you is going to be experiencing. January self has no clue what April self will be experiencing. In January, we were all busy buying plane tickets and, and making plans for the year. In April, we were canceling our flights and lobbying for refunds. In January, we were stocking up our TFSAs and rebalancing our portfolios. In April, we were wishing that we had sold all our equities in January. In January, we were setting up goals at work. In April, we were laying off people and applying for the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit. In January, we were shopping at Save On Foods with ease. In April, we were waiting in line at Costco or Walmart. What is your life? asked James. What is your life? Do not say today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and, and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. You are like a mist that gets burned off by the morning sun, like smoke that dissipates in the wind. In our highly subdued and regulated world, it's pretty easy to lose sight of our inherent 
frailties and vulnerabilities. The grocery stores are always stocked with food. It's, it's like there's a banana machine somewhere in the back room that just keeps churning out bananas. Our ancestors would be amazed. Our houses are built to code and they, they keep us warm and they keep us dry. Our doctors are well educated and they have all kinds of pills and procedures to, to keep us healthy and strong. Our economy just keeps growing, and so long as it does, those dividends just magically flow down the mountainside and into our accounts. Things have never been better. 2020 began on an optimistic note. January self was in a good place. Never in human history have things been this stable, and when things are stable, we grow in confidence. We start to be confident in ourselves and our ability to manage the present and plan for the future. And so we start making plans as if we are a mountain, when in reality our lives are about as secure as the morning mist. Jesus told a parable once to help us internalize this point. There once was a rich man, said Jesus, and he owned a fertile farm, a, a good slice of land. In one year, his farm produced a bumper crop of grain. Wow, said the man, what should I do with all this grain? I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my old medium-sized barns, and I'll build a gigantic barn in its place. And then I'll fill up my barn to the rafters with my grain. Then I'll send some of it to the baker. He'll turn it into bread. Then I'll send some of it to the distiller. He'll turn it into whiskey. And then I'll sit on my back porch looking at my barn filled with grain and, and being satisfied in my ability to secure the future for myself. All was going as planned for the rich man until one day the Lord came for him and he died. How did he die? We don't know. Maybe it was a heart attack or a stroke. Maybe it was a brain aneurysm. Maybe he contracted a virus like SARS or Ebola or COVID-19. What is your life? Jesus, Jesus highlights two points in the telling of this parable. And I think that they are relevant for this passage, the passage we read in James as well. The first point is simply that the sheer foolishness of our, our prideful attempts of trying to shore up the future. It's foolishness to make plans as if we were mountains when in reality we are a mist. We just do not know what tomorrow is going to bring. And the second point Jesus makes is, is an indictment against the sin of living for self, living for oneself, of seeing your resources as tools to be used for the shoring up of your future instead of seeing them as gift, gifts to be used for the glory of God and your neighbor's good. Pride and selfishness, making plans as though you were invincible and being rich towards self instead of being rich towards God. Watch out, says Jesus. Watch out. It's so easy to get wrapped up in our own plans, isn't it? To think of this life as my life. To live my life in the service of future self. This year I'll expand my business to Vancouver. The following year I'll, I'll move uh, eastward to Calgary and Edmonton. The year after that I'll sell out to Google and 
Then I'll retire to my oceanside patio to eat bread and drink whiskey. But what is your life? January you had no clue what April you would be going through. Now it's important to really, really understand James's point here. James isn't telling the merchant to stop expanding his business. A growing business is nothing to repent of. And making plans for the future is not necessarily a bad thing either. I mean, setting goals is one of the ways that we steward the lives that, that we have been given. James's point here is simply that we need to do these things with humility, recognizing our frailty, recognizing God's sovereignty, recognizing that we aren't our own, but that we belong to him. The rich man boldly charted a future path for himself. He made plans, confident in his own ability to, to control the future. But what is his life? I mean, who of us can control the, the beat of our own heart or the air that we breathe? Yesterday, I, I planted a whole bunch of, a bunch of seeds in my garden. I put them in there, but I can't make them grow. I can't make the rain fall. I can't make the sun shine. I can't turn my garden plot into, uh, a, you know, a f flourishing, food-producing chunk of land. I don't have that kind of power. God makes things grow. The truth about life is this. We are all living in God's world, on God's time, dependent upon the things that God gives for our life and livelihood. And wise is the man or woman who makes plans accordingly. And so we should say, says James, if the, Lord's, if the Lord wills, we'll go to this or that city. If the Lord wills, we'll expand to Calgary and Edmonton. If the Lord wills, we'll worship together in this sanctuary once again this year. Who knows? Lord willing. And of course, saying this out loud is not as important as internalizing to, to, to start living a if-the-Lord-wills kind of life, uh, to have that be just part of your DNA that you are keeping in step with God and not going out to secure some future of your own. And while we're humbly making plans, recognizing God's sovereignty over the future, it's also important to internalize the reality that we are not our own. And so therefore, our resources and our gifts, they are just not our own either. What if instead of building bigger barns, what if the rich man had, had given his extra grain away and, and saw it as a sign that this year he was supposed to be generous instead of as a sign of this year he's supposed to shore up his future with his bumper crop of grain? What if he said to himself, this plot of land, this was a gift that God has given me and my ancestors. My present is secure with the Lord. My future is in his hands. Therefore, I can be generous today. You know, my dad used to work for a company uh, in Cambridge, Ontario, that, um, that really understood this. They, they set their charitable goals alongside of their business goals every year. And they'd say, these are the things we want to do. 
these are the projects we want to start. These are the schools we want to build, the people we want to feed, right? They had their, chari their charitable work. And they'd be setting those goals, and, they say, and then they'd say, how much money do we need to make as a business in order to help us with our charitable goals? And together, as the leadership, they'd sit down and they'd, they'd pray that through. Uh, they'd ask God, Lord willing, these are the things we want to do for you this year. These are the acts we want to, the projects we want to complete. Is this in your will? Can we make enough money this year through our business to support these charitable causes? There's something about that picture that I think really gets things right. Yes, make plans. Yes, make money, but do so in the awareness that we are living in God's world, on God's time, dependent on the things that God gives for our life and livelihood. And that our lives are not our own, but to be, are to be used in service to his kingdom uh, and in service to our neighbor. As I was thinking about James' teaching here, I was reminded of Rabbi George, uh, the man who uh, led me on a tour of the Middle East last year. George had a lot of sayings. He, he had a lot of George-isms, which we grew to really uh, like. One of uh, George, George's sayings, he'd usually say this on the bus as we were uh, starting out our day. He'd say something like this. He'd say, today we're going to give God everything we've got, and we're going to see what God gives. Today we're going to give God everything we've got. We're going to we're going to walk hard, we're going to learn well, we're going to listen well, we're going to take in all that we can take in, and we'll see what God gives. And I really like that. I mean, it's just this helpful way of, of seeing, seeing the day. Today, we're going to serve God with everything we've got. We're going to give it our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, and we're going to see what God gives. Live open-handedly. Who knows what he'll do? It respected both the reality that we have power in ourselves, that though we are frail, we can do things and, 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 and use our energy and our resources for good, but it also does so in humility, knowing that it's the Lord who controls the future, not us. And so one day the Lord gave us a lost tourist who needed help getting back to their hotel, and so we changed our plans and we dropped this woman off at her hotel. On another day, George lost his voice, and so we couldn't do as much learning by listening to him. We had to read more signs. On another day, we were out on a hike, and we, we got a clear view of, of Mount, uh, Mount Hebron, which is a rare sight. It's usually clouded over. Praise God. We're going to give God everything we've got, and we'll see what God gives. Right now, We've been given a pandemic. We're not sure how long it will last or how much more damage it will cause. It's impacted all of us and all of our plans for the year, and maybe our plans for the next year, too. And regardless of how you interpret God's hand in this, it certainly is the case that the world is getting a good lesson in humility right now. COVID-19 has exposed the reality that we are more like a mist than a mountain. But though this is true, there is also, I believe, good news in all of this. For it turns out that confidence in self and self-centeredness is, is a good bubble to have burst. For it's a bad foundation upon which to build one's life. 
It's so much better, so much better to get outside of self and to recognize our, our place in God's world and in his plan and to build our lives upon the, upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. Here's the truth. You are a mist. We are vulnerable, frail. That's not fear-mongering. That's just simply reality. But here's another truth. From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. God himself entered our frail frame in Christ. He, he subjected himself to our vulnerabilities, and his end goal was to establish and welcome us into his unshakable kingdom. To be a Christian is to trust Jesus more than yourself. It's to trust him with the future, not yourself with the future. It's to place confidence in his death and resurrection and, and live in the hope of his return. And this is a very liberating thing because it, it frees us from the rat race of trying to shore up our futures and, and it puts us in this new place on this firm foundation. To be on your own in the universe, that's just a, it's a terrifying reality to endure and I can get why people blow $1,000 at Costco on meat and toilet paper. I get it. We, if you're on your own, it makes so much sense to fill up your storehouse so you can Secure you and your family for the future. But if you are not your own and belong body and soul to one who loves you, who died and rose for you and will one day return for you, well, that changes everything. And it can free you to live humbly in the present and to give generously in the present too. What is your life? James asks. What is your life? The answer, it is a gift to be stewarded for God's glory and your neighbor's good. And you can totally trust God with your life. We're all living in his world on his time, dependent on the things that he gives for life and livelihood. He holds you. He holds the world. He has promised that he is making all things new. So get out there and live, give your all to God, and together we'll see what God gives. But we do so in humility, bending our plans to his grand plan of kingdom come. Amen. Let's conclude uh, this, this time of uh, studying the word um, with uh, the Lord's Prayer. Praying together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let's sing. Yeah.
To conclude this service, let us speak aloud our faith using the words, these words from Our World Belongs to God. Our world belongs to God, not to us or earthly powers, not to demons, fate, or chance. The earth is the Lord's. Even now, as history unfolds in ways we know only in part, we are assured that God is with us in our world, holding all things in tender embrace and bending them to his purpose. The confidence that the Lord is faithful gives meaning to our days and hope to our years. The future is secure, for our world belongs to God. Brothers and sisters, go into this day, this week, um, with that truth reverberating through your hearts and minds, and go with the blessing of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. And all God's people said, Amen. Yeah.
Oh.